Advent is a time of hope. And it is beautifully placed in a season that is dark. And I think that the church is intentional in this, right? I would like to challenge us to lay everything at the foot of Jesus in Advent. Surrender all those things that we are bogged down with through the year, whether it's our own suffering, whether it's our worries about our children, worries about work. Offer them to the Lord fully and anticipate God's goodness and mercy. Right, I think a lot of times we just anticipate failure and difficulty and we cannot see the way out of a situation. But God is who he says he is. And so in this season of Advent, while we're waiting for Christ to come anew, while we're waiting for the second coming, while we're waiting, 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 wait with hope that God has the solution, that God is going to break open the heavens and the earth to pour out his mercy on whatever it is that you've been carrying, that God wants to take that and he wants to bring goodness out of it. This episode of Beyond Sunday is sponsored by the Pine Mission Development Projects Program. This Advent, share the joy of the birth of Christ by educating children living in desperate conditions, feeding abandoned babies, or providing a safe learning space for disabled children. Learn how you can change lives at pimeusa.org slash 52-projects. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your other co-host. Grab your favorite superhero, find a comfy chair, or go crawl back into bed if you must. But join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and allowing God to transform our everyday lives. We are reaching the end of the liturgical year with Christ the King Sunday, or Jesus Christ King of the Universe Sunday. I don't know. I know that's not the real Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Okay, but seriously, like the title of the solemnity, it always makes me think of (laughs) He-Man. Right? Like, Masters of the Universe, Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. I mean, he is the King of the Universe. He is. This is a note to all the Catholic creatives out there, especially all of you comic book people and, like, animators and video folk. Please develop an episode where it's Jesus and the Devil instead of He-Man and Skeletor. Like, that would be so cool. I'm just saying... We're big Marvel people. Right? It sounds like a Marvel movie. There's lots of really great Christian undertones in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Don't you think that would be a cool episode if not a full movie? I don't know. I feel like my kids would be like, no thanks. (laughs) I'm not talking about for your kids. This is for my entertainment. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. All right. I think think that would work. All right. I mean, Mama Mary could get in there too. It'd be pretty cool. She'd be like, would she be the sidekick? Would oh, she be no. the co-hero? Co? Yeah. Never a sidekick. Come on. So the official title of this coming Sunday, which yeah, is the last you. Sunday before Advent begins, mm-hmm. is known as the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. It's a By big long By the power word. of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I think we should definitely talk about how we feast on the solemnity. Mm-hmm. And then we could talk more about how we're really preparing our hearts as parents yes. to enter into Advent. Because we talked a little bit about prepping some things for the kids, for the right. family. But right. maybe like how do we as parents prepare our hearts for entering into this time of hope and this time of waiting? Yeah. And, you know, in hindsight, maybe we should have talked about this first because I feel like we always put our stuff off until the end. Maybe. And we take care of the kids first, but 
Anyway. I, I mean, getting stuff for the kids, like making sure things are on your shopping list is kind of a time. Oh, no, no, no. Thing. I know. I'm just thinking yeah. like more overall picture. Oh, for sure. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. All right. So. So first off, how, how do you celebrate? How do you celebrate? Uh, I mean, we celebrate with food, uh, as always. I'm shocked, Nicole. Terribly, we, <laughs> terribly shocked. <laughs> but we do something fun. Okay. We eat king-size candy bars for dessert. That is amazing. Why have I not thought of this? That's fantastic. I just get them Burger King crowns. Mm. Not really. Crowns are fun, too. They are. They are. Um, So because it's the last Sunday or week of Ordinary Time and we're coming on a new liturgical year, we've done uh, New Year's Eve parties, Catholic New Year's Eve parties, too. To celebrate the end of one season and the anticipation. Oh yeah, that'd of be one. super fun, like countdown to midnight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be so fun. I love it. Yeah, I think there you could do this in any number of ways, and we've talked about so many different ways to, to feast before. Mm-hmm. You know, with with food, with celebration, with a special dessert, with right. going He-Man on a episodes. family oh, outing. No, not, not, not I mean, He-Man episodes. I guess you no. could watch a He-Man episode. <laughs> Maybe Power Rangers, if that's still a thing. Or something from the Marvel Universe yeah. to talk about the defeat of, you know, the triumph of good over triumph evil. Triumph of good over evil. Yeah. That just makes me see Tony Stark in a whole new way. Okay, that's a different episode. Yep, nope, moving altogether. on. Okay. Moving on. Um, yeah, so definitely mm. feast in whatever yeah. way your family loves to feast. I think it's a great time to start. Like, Advent is coming, and Advent is exciting, not mm-hmm. because it's one four-week party, <laughs> but because it's a time no. of real preparation, Yeah. right? So, like, we're feasting in preparation for Advent. I won't get into, like, how some people call Advent a mini Lent, but yeah. in some ways it kind of is. It is. Because it's waiting. Well, we're getting into the season of anticipation. Yes. And so we're excited about anticipating what is coming. Yes. We're preparing. We're waiting. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. But how do we practically prepare our hearts for Advent? What's like the thing that we should be doing or what's the thing that someone might see from the outside looking in and be like, oh, this is how we're doing this. Well, I think one way that we as Catholics can be a little countercultural to bring that word back. Um, is to not be putting up all the Christmas decorations. <gasps> I know. Maybe leave Frosty the Snowman in the basement a little what? longer. I know. I know. But maybe we acknowledge that Advent is a season of waiting and preparation and not already festivity in that way. Yeah. And so, again, like I shared in a previous episode, we do put up our Christmas tree, but we don't decorate it. We Mm. decorate slowly. We grow toward Christmas. I think that's a lovely idea to decorate slowly because that really is building up that Mm -hmm. anticipation a little bit at a time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we don't put up Christmas lights outside, but, you know, if you're going to, maybe keep it really simple. Yeah. And then, you know, we're in Michigan and the weather doesn't cooperate. So sometimes you just got to get the lights up if you if you are doing that. But if you're doing yard decorations, just wait. Yeah. Wait. You've got 12 whole days. Although I have seen some people put like Advent lights out before, oh, which I think is yeah, super I think fun. that's sweet too. Yeah. Here at the seminary, they do it with the trees. Yeah. They wrap the trees in the four colors of the Advent candles that's and turn them on one cool. at a time. All right. I like that. <laughs> Scratch what I just said. Do that. Do Advent lights yes. instead. Poor Tim. Oh, <laughs> he's like, what did you just get me into? Know, right? Because we don't put up lights at all. But now, now I have thoughts. Huh. So I really want to get into like the meat of this conversation, which is 
how are we preparing our hearts? Yes, yeah. because those are the externals. Yeah, because parenting is hard. Yeah, and once we get to this point after Thanksgiving, especially, it it really does feel like we're just racing toward Christmas, mm-hmm. and everything gets really busy and yeah. stressful. So, like, what are we gonna? What are we doing to allow ourselves to enter yeah. into a sense of anticipation, a sense of preparation? Right. And some of those externals, I think, help us to have the right mindset to start working on that internal and interior disposition. Yes. Because um, we know that practically speaking, we can't afford sometimes to wait to go Christmas shopping. Oh, we no, can't, of course. You know, or yeah. or it's just not reasonable for us to wait until Christmas Eve to put decorations out. Absolutely. So, so we're not, you know, we're not passing judgment no. on anybody out no, there who's no, no, doing no. those things. Not at all, but maybe we just don't fully decorate. You know, yeah. like maybe some of the decorations are up, but maybe the stockings wait until... yeah. The week before. But what's the internal, like how are we really preparing right. ourselves inside, I guess, is the big question. Right. And I guess I mentioned the externals because I think that what we see impacts what we do and yeah. what we feel. And so if we can keep things a little simpler in our homes for Advent, then maybe we will be reminded that we're supposed to be kind of simplifying our interior space too. Yeah. I like it. what we're doing is preparing a space for Jesus to come anew. Like, we know he's here. He's always here. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's not disappearing for Advent. It's not like, you know, December 3rd hits and poof, Jesus is gone. He's still here. But what he wants to do is reveal something new about himself, something new about our relationship with him, something new about what he is doing in the world and in our lives and through our lives. And Advent is a time for an invitation for us to kind of disconnect from that exterior hustle. Yeah. To be able to listen with more intention. Which can be so hard. Right. In this space. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as a parent. Yeah. So I think um I think our first suggestion is actually um, it's kind of twofold, actually. They kind of go together. Um, was to pick a devotion or a spiritual practice that's just for you. Yeah. So maybe it's a book that you read a little bit at a time. Maybe you mm-hmm. go through the Gospel of Luke. But um, what goes hand in hand with that is to try to make time for quiet yeah. for you. Um, and it can be short. Right. And it whatever might only that looks be like, five too. or 10 minutes. Right. And whatever that looks like for you, because your quiet and your still is going to be different than my quiet and my still. Absolutely. But but it's a good way to practice not doing the things. Yeah, that's right? really For just hard. like that five minutes that we're not on our phone, that we're not making a Christmas list, that we're not thinking about all the things that are coming up well, and Christmas maybe you're still thinking and, about all the things that are coming up, but you're intentional about then placing it at the foot. Like there you go. placing it in, in the hands of Jesus. Sure. Right? Like Henry Nowen has this beautiful... I'm not going to remember which book it was, but he was like, we shouldn't expect not to be distracted when we come to prayer. We're human. But the practice is taking those distractions and placing them in the hands of Jesus every time. Sure. Every time. And let him carry them. And then eventually we'll see that there are less and less distractions. Yeah. Um, And I remember I gave a talk one Advent and that whole idea of, of preparation isn't that stillness is inactive. Right. Like our stillness is not inaction. It's just different action. I think that's a really important distinction because we do have people who will say, and I've had moms say this, mm-hmm. like, I don't have time mm-hmm. to pray. Like, I have so many other things to do. But right. praying is doing something. Yes. And it's so important. Praying is what we do as Christians. Mm-hmm. So it should always be part it's of our daily practice. It's an exercise yeah. just like 
going to the gym. It's something that we do on our list, just like washing the dishes. We are called to be this people. So it should be on your to-do list and it should be something that you prioritize just like all the other things on your list. And you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum. If you've been with us for these 8,000 weeks, you know that we talk about (laughs) building muscle memory, right? And so it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. (laughs) feels like we just started. Okay. But, But truly, like there are things we repeat because they are so critical in our prayer life, our faith life. It is building that muscle. And so prayer is just as important. It is, you know, is it St. Therese maybe that says it's like a breath? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a surge of the heart toward God. And so I think when we, how we think about prayer is how um, we say we don't have time for it. Because if we think of prayer as I need to recite a rosary, I need to go to adoration for an hour. I need to go do. Mm -hmm. But if prayer is who we are, and we are a people of prayer, then... The first words out of our lips in the morning are a prayer. Sure. And you are taking that 15 minutes out on the porch because you need just a little less chaos. Yes. That so can be prayer. If you're in a place in your life where prayer is just not part of your reality, mm-hmm. start there. Yeah. Start with the smallest step. Right. But if you're in a place where like maybe you used to have a really rich prayer mm-hmm. life and now you have toddlers. Oh my goodness. Um, find that pocket of time. Yeah. wherever you can and and try to try to recommit in whatever way you can and make it a priority. I think it's okay to say that. And 100%. it could be any style of prayer. Yeah. It could be any any devotion that really speaks to you. So for some of you it will be quiet time in the morning. Mm-hmm. It'll be quiet time at nap time. It'll be reading a psalm a day, writing in a prayer journal. I'm still a big fan of adoration and you'll never mm-hmm. get me to stop saying it because we're <laughs> in the year of the Eucharistic revival still. What? I've never heard that before. <laughs> what? Nicole it's brand new information. Adoration? Yeah. But it's so, so, so helpful to yeah. know where where is the place yeah. that allows you to feel like it really has kind of fed you a little bit or, or lifted Maybe you. Maybe it's music. Like for some of yeah. us, it's praise through music. So find a few hymns or praise songs that really help you to enter into that place where you're feeling mm-hmm. that you have this intimate moment yeah. with the Lord. Yeah. I just want to encourage you to stretch just yeah. a little bit in this yeah. time. Absolutely. And if you, and if you fail... And right. you might. That's okay. That's okay. You just get up and you keep Do trying it again, again. right? You dust yourself off and you keep going. It's not that the Lord won't be there. My spiritual director used to always tell me, because I would be like, Aunt, I just can't do it. Like, I can't find the time to do X, Y, and Z, or I want to pray this way, but I just don't feel like it's feasible. And she would be like, tell Jesus what you want. Mm-hmm. Tell Jesus what you want. If that's what he intends for you, he will find a way. Yeah. Right? He is the master of the universe. I'm sorry. The king of the universe. The king of the universe. King of the universe. Um right? He's the author of time. He will find the time for you. So if you desire it, offer that desire to the Lord and he will find the time and the space for you to do that. But if you don't desire it, ask for the desire to desire it. I think that's another really helpful point, right? Like I, I think some people see someone, you know, maybe they came and gave a talk at an Advent tea or maybe they even listen here and they think like, I don't have that kind of relationship with Jesus. Like, how do I get that? You just ask for it. I don't always have that kind of relationship (laughs) with Jesus. There are days. (laughs) But you ask for it. Absolutely. And he'll be there. Well, and again, it gets into that whole idea of consolation and desolation, right? There are times in our life when we are very close. Mm -hmm. And then there are times in our lives where it feels like, where are you, Lord? Sure. But I think that the key there, yeah, 
even if you're in either of those places, is what I would call and, and what some people will call infused contemplation. Yes. I'm intentionally right. entering into the space or the scripture or the mm-hmm. prayer or whatever it is because I want to call to mind right now yes. that I'm in the presence of our Lord. Right. Whether I feel it or not. Is. Yes. Whether I feel it or not, I'm going to do that. So like infuse, like I'm putting myself in here like mm-hmm. a tea bag in hot water. <laughs> Uh, maybe the water's comfortable. Maybe it's ice cold. I don't know. Right. But I'm going to place myself in this yes. place or mm-hmm. in this moment, and I'm going to acknowledge that I know he's here whether I feel it or not. Right. And I'm going to ask him to give me what I need. And I think this is also a really key point that if we're feeling like we're in desolation, if we're feeling like we're in despair, that we shouldn't really make any changes. Like those valleys are not the time to make those big decisions. But just keep coming faithfully. Right. Right? And I know the holidays always bring up so much for those of you who are grieving, for those of you who have fraught relationships, for those who are struggling with work and employment. It's it's a hard, hard season, and it doesn't help in Michigan that there's like no light. Yes. Right? Like seasonal affective disorder is a thing. So know those things, but make that space and that time. And maybe it is simply 30 seconds in the morning saying, good morning, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Do with me as you will. Yeah. Or Lord, please, please make this a good day. You can beg. You can borrow. You can steal. I'm going to say I'm not precious with Jesus. Like I, I am very real with Jesus. But I think we have to be right like we we were in the in september we were at the engaging the young church conference yeah and Mari pablo was there i love her and she gave this really great analogy she was like imagine she's like i, I just want you to think about prayer for a second i want mm-hmm. you to think about rote prayer we all memorized yes in, in catholic school coming mm-hmm. up through religious education she's like so i, I want to put this perspective perspective for you imagine you have a friend mm-hmm. maybe they're your best friend you say they're your best friend they say they're your their best friend yeah and they call you every day yeah and they read you a poem and then they hang up the phone. <laughs> and if it's, it's not a even poem, a poem. Okay. And it's not even a poem that they wrote. Someone else <laughs> wrote it. And they just read it to you and they say amen and they hang up. Right. Do you feel like you're growing in relationship with that person? Yeah. Do you feel close to that person? Yeah. Would you likely block that person? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, Mari. Right? Oh, she was so. But like when she said that, we were all yeah. just like nodding like. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. you're right. right. So like, so sometimes prayer really is like, Jesus, what is going on? I need your help. Yes. What is up? Yes, thank right? you for not using my colorful language. Yes, no, moment, but yeah. sometimes it's like, where are you? Right, right. Sometimes it's literally, what do you want from yeah. me? Or I am not. I am not the girl for this. Like you I, have you have chosen the wrong person. The move of, along. The number of times right. I've been like, I'm not really feeling this. If you could just like. <laughs> So that whole suffering thing, yes, I understand that we grow closer to you and your suffering on the cross, but could we, I don't know, find like a... Could you just like... Right. Is there a like a bypass? Yeah. Or or, or could you just be like a little more gentle on me for just a minute? <laughs> I'll take the get out of suffering free card for today. Thank you. <laughs> right. But I do want to, I, I do want to go back and touch on the rote prayers, because I think that the beautiful thing that the church gives us is when we do not have words. Oh, absolutely. We have this beautiful treasury of prayer. That's why we teach right? those prayers yeah. to our children is to give them language yes. that they wouldn't otherwise have. It builds so up our vocabulary of is, prayer. Right. And, and just, if that's working for you, yeah. 
do it. I don't. I just want to be clear. We are not saying that we ought not to be praying no, those things. No, those no, are no. beautiful gifts that are given to us. That cannot be our only relationship. Right. There though. you go. So right. if you're feeling like it's it's dry, if you're yeah. feeling like you're just not getting there, or you're feeling like you really want to beg the Lord for something, but you're not sure how to do that, the answer yeah. is you can just do it like just you're beg. talking to your friend yeah. and he hears you. And you can... You don't have to sound they might. like the pre-written prayer right. that comes out of right. prayer card. No, and you don't need to sound like the person who came to your Advent tea when they were praying. You yes. don't need to sound like anybody other than your own authentic self. Yes. Because that is who God created, that is who God loves, and that is who God wants with him. Amen. And then you have one more uh, little note here. Do I? I like Where? it. Oh, the live in hope. I'm like, what note? Where are we? <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> so again, Advent is... A time of hope. And it is beautifully placed in a season that is dark. And I think that the church is intentional in this, right? I would like to challenge us to lay everything at the foot of Jesus in Advent. Surrender all those things that we are bogged down with through the year, whether it's our own suffering, whether it's our worries about our children, worries about work. Offer them to the Lord fully and anticipate God's goodness and mercy. Right? I think a lot of times we just anticipate failure and difficulty and we cannot see the way out of a situation. But God is who he says he is. And so in this season of Advent, while we're waiting for Christ to come anew, while we're waiting for the second coming, while we're waiting, 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 wait with hope that God has the solution that God is going to break open the heavens and the earth to pour out his mercy on whatever it is that you've been carrying that God wants to take that and he wants to bring goodness out of it I think that's such a challenge when we feel like the to-do list is Mm -hmm. so long um when we when our littles are just not cooperating when it's dark when we wake up and it's dark Dark when when we go to sleep it can feel so challenging so if you're like again if you're feeling like this is a tall order. Like right. that little baby step, taking yep. that one step closer, if if that's as much as you can muster, like do that. 100%. Let that be the thing. A hundred percent. And sometimes it really is hard. Like our older kids sometimes struggle with things that are really difficult yeah. and we don't see a way out. We don't have to see the way out. We just have to see the next step. There you go. Right. Just take one step, one step and look for the little incarnations. You know, it's an incarnational season. It is Christ making himself present fully body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, but through his coming at Christmas that he took on flesh. He took on our flesh. He took on human flesh. Yes. So it could be in other people. Yeah. That's really hard sometimes. It could be in presence. Yeah. But really look for how Christ is making himself present Mm -hmm. fully now in your life. Well, that's kind of our challenge for you guys this week as we approach Sunday is to find one thing one thing. But what if I want like 10 things? Just one. Okay. I mean, if you want to make a list and you want to prioritize them, fine. But just start with one. What's the one thing yeah. that you really want to try? The, the, the one thing that you really want to commit to, to prepare your heart as a parent, mm-hmm. um, as an adult during Advent. This is not about candy and shoes. No. This is not about the tree. tacos on Our Lady of Guadalupe. This is about- Although those like, are delicious. Those are all wonderful things. Yes. But like, what's the one thing for you? What's what's the Lord asking of you right now? Can I just add one thing to that? Yeah, absolutely. Pick one thing 
If it doesn't work, you can pick something else. You can. I just want to be clear that you don't have to stick with something that is not giving you life. No. This is not like a 40-day CrossFit challenge. This is not one of those things where you get kicked out of the club if you mess up. There's no club. No. Nothing. Mm-mm. And then we we always want to have something for you to do with your family yes. as we um, enter into this week. And so, again, we're going to point you back to 52sundays.com because there is a beautiful prayer on there for Jesus, King of the Universe. And I want to read it to you because it's just, it's, it's one of my faves. It says, Almighty, ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of the Universe, grant, we pray, that the whole creation set free from slavery may render your majesty service and ceasingly proclaim your praise through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We hope this week brings you and your families the opportunity to recognize how Jesus, King of the universe, is working in power in your lives as you prepare to receive him anew. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org. This episode of Beyond Sunday has been sponsored by the Pime Mission Development Projects Program. This Advent, share the joy of the birth of Christ by educating children living in desperate conditions, feeding abandoned babies, or providing a safe learning space for disabled children. Learn how you can change lives at pimeusa.org slash 52 projects.